It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Washington football team, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, everybody, we welcome you to a new episode of the Locked On Washington football team podcast. I am your host, Chris Russell. As always, good to have you with us. As we take you through the middle of the week and prepare for the Washington football team hosting Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. We are brought to you by our friends at Pepsi. That's right. You know that Pepsi is made for football watching, right? And this football season, of course, very different than any other football season. But one thing is always true. Pepsi gets you ready for game day and keeps you going. On game day. No matter how you watch this season, Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through that game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. What is that? Well, these passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game, it's made for those who watch it. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com and check out the latest football watching content from our friends at Pepsi. All right, so away we go right here on this particular edition. We're going to hear a lot from uh, Ron Rivera and from Scott Turner. Uh, Maybe, maybe, maybe something else if we can fit it all in. Uh, Today, Wednesday, November 18th, as I'm recording this, is the two-year anniversary of Alex Smith. And we're going to hear from him, uh, I think, on Friday's episode because we have Crossover Thursday coming up with the guys from Locked on Bengals, just because we also played Alex Smith on the last edition um, on Tuesday. So I don't want to double up too much. I probably should have planned that, quite honestly, a little bit better. Uh, But, you know, the week is such that we just have kind of a backlog. So we're going to hear from Ron. We're going to hear from Scott. And here's what you need to know in terms of – What's going on with the football team, which finds itself at two and seven. Uh, Plenty of guys not practicing on Wednesday, including Cornelius Lucas, including Jaron Christian, including DeShazer Everett, Dustin Hopkins. Now, listen, it was a walkthrough uh, at the Inova Sports Performance Center. It was frigid. It was super windy. Uh, It was everything that you don't want it to be, quite honestly. (laughs) It was awful. Uh, It was not good. Um, So, you know, look, big deal, no big deal. I don't think it was a huge deal that a bunch of these guys, Dontrell Inman, uh, did not practice. I, I don't think it was a big deal. But... There are a couple of injury situations that we have to monitor, right? Because 
once again, Christian not practicing. Once again, or not once again, uh, as you would expect, Cornelius Lucas not practicing after getting injured in the fourth quarter of Wednesday. Of course, Ron wouldn't provide any real information. Uh, that's one thing that I, I got to be honest with you, Ron is not good at, and Ron wants nothing to do with, is shedding any light on injuries. He does not want to give any information really at all, to be honest with you. Um, so we don't get a whole lot of information. So it's not a great sign for this Sunday that it's looking like you're going to have to have Morgan Moses start at left tackle and David Sharp at right tackle. Not that Morgan can't play left tackle. He can. We saw that down the stretch in Detroit, and Morgan's fine. I mean, is he the best left tackle? Of course not, but... I mean, he's good. He's fine. Um, the real problem to me is going to be having David Sharp at right tackle. He was not very good down the stretch. Uh, I, I Listen, I understand. He hadn't played in a long time. I got it. So maybe he's better this week. Who knows? The last time I counted somebody out, it was Cornelius Lucas against, against Dallas, and he played very well. The bottom line is, is just when it seemed like Cornelius Lucas was making – a lot of progress and the offensive line was kind of settling in with he and Wes Schweitzer on the left side. Now you have all this turnover. And unlike last week where Washington said, Hey, you know what? Or two weeks ago, I guess it was, we don't want to change over two positions. So they left DeShazer Everett at, at free safety. They left DeShazer Everett over at free safety and they put Cameron curl more of a natural free safety in its strong safety. And they said they didn't want to switch two positions up here in this particular game, eight minutes left to go in the game. They knew sharp couldn't handle left tackle. They knew that they had to know that because otherwise they wouldn't have done what they did. So again, that would seemingly be the way things are heading for Sunday against Cincinnati. And that was the way they lined up early on, during, again, a frigid walkthrough uh, at Washington football team's Inova Sports Performance Center in Ashburn. Uh, Ron said basically, hey, you know what, uh, you know, with the COVID protocols and whatever, uh, being inside on the turf, they were trying to take it easy uh, on some guys. Okay, uh, they were all wearing masks. That's part of the protocol. Ron will explain more in his time coming up here, so we will get to that shortly. Uh, but that's the deal right now in terms of, you know, the football team and the really the news. Um, Matt Ioannidis, again, testing positive for COVID-19. One other thing that I want you to pay attention to, listen to how Ron answers the question about whether anybody else is being held out from practice because of close contact. Now, I don't know if he was just trying to avoid HIPAA and trying to be very, very, very conservative, or if he's trying to hide something. I, that I'm not sure. Listen to that. All right. This is the Washington football team podcast, Locked On Washington football team podcast, my fault. Uh, I want to make sure we get the whole name in. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. When we return, we will indeed hear from Ron Rivera and offensive coordinator Scott Turner as we just get underway here, middle of the week, hump day version of the LOWFT. 
right, guys. Once again, I'm Chris Russell for Eshala. That's right. When it comes to getting or staying in shape, nothing feels as good as that sense of accomplishment, hitting your fitness goals, feeling great about yourself. Well, our friends at Echelon can help get you there. They offer the next generation of connected fitness bikes, fitness mirrors, rowing machines, and the all-new Echelon Stride Smart treadmill. No matter what your favorite fitness activity, Echelon gives you a fun and challenging workout from the comfort of your own home, which is more important than ever these days because, quite honestly, we're all staying home, right? Even more than ever. Thousands of daily live and on-demand studio-level classes always available when you need them and on your schedule. Right now, you can try any Echelon fitness equipment at home for 30 days. Go to echelonfit.com slash Code slash NFL, that's E-C-H-E-L-O-N dot com slash NFL. Go to echelonfit.com slash NFL, that's E-C-H-E-L-O-N fit dot com slash NFL. And find out for yourself what the Echelon difference really is. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell with you, Locked On Washington Football Team Podcast. Let's not wait any longer, courtesy of WashingtonFootball.com. Our conversation with Ron Rivera from Wednesday, a little bit testy. For the old ball coach on a Wednesday, must have been real cold outside, or maybe it's that two and seven type of start to the season, and some of our criticism from the media. Hey, Ron, what's the um, prognosis for Cornelius, and do you anticipate um, Morgan having to start at left tackle this week? Maybe anything's possible, um, and we'll see. And then, it's, what's the plan for free safety? Um, pretty much same thing. If uh, if 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 at the end of the week uh, DeShazer looks like he can play, he'll play. And if not, uh, you know we're working uh, Troy Apke out there. Uh, you. you can correct me if I'm wrong. My understanding is the players basically aren't allowed inside the facility. Um, how do you make sure everybody gets their work in? You know, just in terms of of working out and and doing the things they need to do to be game ready. Well, the biggest thing is you know we have a set of protocols that we follow. Uh, guys can come in based on certain situations and circumstances. Uh, if the guys are going to work out, they've got to make a specific appointment so that you know, we, we, can, we, we know how many guys are working out at a time. Uh, we get them in, they get the workout in, and then they're done, the next group comes in. Uh, we've got to be very strict with our protocols. We've got to follow the protocols. Um, and uh, guys are going to go in and get treatment have, have got to also do the same thing. They've got to make sure that the trainers know they're coming in. You only have so many guys in the rooms at a time. And do you have anybody who's being held out because of contact tracing right now? Um, I can't answer that question. Okay. 
Hey, Ron, at the beginning of the week, you said you're considering a kicking change. Have you decided to stick with Dustin? I didn't say anything about considering kicking change, okay? Let's, let's be straight on that. The only thing I said is they asked me what I what, what I, am I thinking about it? Yeah, I'm thinking about it. But I'm not, I said nothing about a kicking change. So Dustin's the plan still moving forward? Like I said, I have said nothing about a kicking change. Ron, um, I guess just uh, sort of a, a broader question. Since you're both the, the coach and also effectively running the, the front office, what have you kind of done uh, with sort of when you talk about like scouting for guys, how they're moving forward when it look, looks at looking at scouting guys, not just in terms of the talent, but also character of players? What changes, if anything, did you sort of implement upon arriving? Well, the biggest thing we've done more so than anything else, we, 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 you know, we have a, a process we go through and part of the process, we, you know, we'll always talk about that. Uh, we just want to make sure we get all the details going forward as, uh, as far as, um, you know, what we're looking for in players as, uh, as football players and as people. Ron, I know every game obviously is viewed as a must win, but when you look at the next two on the schedule with Sunday's game against the Bengals and then going to Dallas on Thanksgiving, do you view these as especially critical to not just for this season, but building for the future, as you've mentioned? They're all must wins, as far as I'm concerned. I mean, that's the only way I look at it. You know, I, I, everything we do, we play to win. We want to win. And that's just, that's the only way you can look at it. Hey, Ron. Yeah. Hey, Ron. Um, when you guys met with Joe Burrow at the Combine, just what was your impression of him and your guys' oh. meeting? And is there anything that you see in, like, from that meeting, like maybe some traits that you see him doing now with the Bengals? Like, how does it translate onto the field? I think he's got confidence, tremendous confidence in his, in his abilities. Um, it's, and it's not in a, um, in a boastful way either. It, it, it's just kind of a matter of fact. Uh, you feel it. Um, you know, it, it's, it's amazing. He and Chase uh, had, 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 a, had, had a, a certain charisma about the both of them, you know, that they each had individually. And the last time I went through that was, you know, because we had the first pick when I got to Carolina when we when we sat down with Cam Newton. Uh, they both reminded me of Cam because they both had a certain charisma that, you know, that that you look for in, in players. Um, and uh, you know, those two are the closest thing I've seen to Cam Newton. And then it's the, I mean, maybe you guys don't do this because it's like the because of the COVID protocols or anything, but it it's the two year anniversary of Alex today. Do you guys address that as a team or anything like that? Or have you talked to him about it? No, like, um, it, uh, that's a, uh, it's a scary thing to talk about. To be honest with you. Hey, Ron. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, just following up on that two-year anniversary thing, I I'm just curious, and I know this is maybe not a fair question because you weren't here, yeah. but based on what you know, what you remember, how has Alex maybe changed as a quarterback besides – maybe not having the same athleticism and mobility that he once had. And it, could he possibly be a better thrower? Uh, maybe just something that might stick out in your mind over the last, uh, you know, couple of years? Honestly, that's not a fair question for me to answer. Um, I will say this, though. Alex has shown me he's a better thrower than I, than I thought. Um, you know, I, I really didn't know him, um, you know, to be able to tell you that. But just watching him throw the ball, especially the last two games, uh, that's he's been pretty impressive. When, when you uh, just a follow up, when you say throw, you do you mean more accuracy and ball location, or do you mean velocity, or maybe? Uh, I, a combination? Yeah, I, I think I think a little combination of everything. Uh, he's got a little bit more velocity than I thought, and he is tremendously accurate. I mean, he really has been, and it's it's been it's been a lot of fun to watch. To be honest.
Hey, Ron, I wanted to ask, uh, there was a report yesterday that maybe you guys would look to Dwayne um, if the team gets mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Just kind of where you're at on those decisions. Well, you know, um, yeah, it was reported, I said it just before kickoff, and I didn't talk to anybody just before kickoff other than our team, so I'm not going to address that. Ron, just out of curiosity, when you guys have a, a team like the Bengals, who are one of the, um, not the, like basically the leaders in giving up sacks, I'm just curious, like for a scheme, do you guys like basically try to play to that weakness with the team or how do you guys go about it? Like for instance, with Dallas and their bad rushing defense, it seemed like you guys took advantage of that. Is that something that you guys do or look at week to week with the team? Well, what, what, what you do is, is you try to figure out, you know, where you want to attack them and how you want to attack them more so than anything else. And, and whether it's, it's a, an individual, uh, whether it's by a uh, personnel group, a formation, uh, a situation. Uh, you have to look at those things and say, okay, these are the things that are happening and this is how we can get after them. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it. You just don't say, oh, they, they don't protect well, uh, so we're going to rush like this. No, you're going to say, okay, why aren't they protecting well? Okay, that plays to what we do here. Let's do that. I mean, you really – dissect it, I think, a little bit more than, than people think uh, you, you, you need to. Hey, Ron, with, uh, you know, players limited being in the building this week, I wonder how much, if at all, that changes, you know, just, I guess, the dynamic of the team or, or for the coaching staff. What does that do, I guess? Well, the biggest thing more than anything else, it just changes the way we have to approach it. Um, and, and I told our guys, don't make a big deal out of it. If you make a big deal out of it, make it worrisome, and then, then you're distracting yourself from the task, and that's getting ready to play a football game. Stay focused on the football game. The situation, circumstances are what they are. Let's deal with that and let's go forward. It's no different than having to practice outside in the cold or in the rain. You know, there's nothing you can do about it. Do it. Just put your mind, set it, and go. And I know there's a lot of contact, obviously, during the season, but, but if you guys are limited to, to walkthroughs, does that change anything or does the same philosophy apply? Well, the same philosophy applies. I mean, you got to make the best of it. I mean, we're not limited to walkthroughs. I chose to do the walkthrough today uh, mostly because, you know, we're, it's be the first time these guys were going to have to practice with masks completely on, and we wanted to see how these guys handled it just to get them used to it more so than anything else. And uh, so we decided to do that. Plus, last week we spent a couple of days in the bubble and then played on the turf, so we also wanted to give the guys a chance to let their bodies heal up and recover a little bit more before we started, uh, you know, getting them out there with, with helmet and shells on and stuff like that. Hey, Ron, hey, Ron. Um, is this, I mean, I know you probably are getting a little tired of these questions, but just one quick one about the, the you know, uh, the COVID. I mean, what, do guys come to you or how like with the open door policy as if it was like anything but like a regular, you know, if they had something, a question about the game or a play, like what's kind of, the, the vibe that you're getting from these guys and have they come to you or any of the coaches about, you know, this current situation, just knowing that again, it's still something that is very new um, that you guys really haven't gone through. Um, yeah, guys, some guys have come in and talked about it. You know, they have concerns and um, you know, but, but I think everybody understands that, you know, this is our new normal and we've just got to make the best of it. And, you know, and, and my message really is guys is, is, is just stick to the protocols. Don't make a big deal out of it. I just understand this is how we have to get through it. Hey, Ron, just when you get fans back in the stadium, they're gone again. Do you ever just kind of reflect on what an odd time this has been for the sport and just for the world in general? This is, this is all just unprecedented that what everybody's going through has just been such a bizarre season, a bizarre time. 
it has been bizarre. I mean, it's crazy how, you know, people can predict things and make things happen and just, you know, ask a question and jinx the world. I, I think, you know, Scott, uh, that's, uh, it's been interesting, definitely. Thank you for that, Ron. <laughs> I appreciate it, Scott. Just so you know, uh, the protocols were brought to you by Scott Abrams on Channel 7. <laughs> that was well done. I deserve that. Hey, Ron, what, 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 do you, what have you thought of, of Chase Young and kind of how he's handled the entire season and, and the double and triple teams he's dealt with for a lot of his games? I tell you what, it's been amazing to watch it. It really has, um, you know, because he has gotten double teamed an awful lot. I mean, he, he exploded on early, had a couple of really good games early. Unfortunately, got hurt, um, and that kind of slowed him down. As he started to build himself back up, it started to look like himself. Now he's, he's working on being doubled, and, 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 and a couple times he's been tripled. Um, you know, where, where he's been chipped and, and then you see a tackle block and with a guard turning that way, or you see a tight end, two tight ends and a, and a tackle, a backstep. And I mean, it, it, it's been, and he's handled it and he really has, he's fought, he's fought, he's fought and he's continues to compete. And what will happen is, you know, as soon as we get this going, as soon as things start to roll the right way, you're not going to be able to double him all the time. You're just not going to be able to. And, and, and again, it's about the rest of the guys also coming together and understanding how we want to do things. That's it. All right. Hey, Ron, Ron do you have an update on Bryce Love? You saw you, he was able to start practicing a little bit last week. Any, no. any update there? Uh, he's just been slowed down a little bit, um, you know, some soreness. So we're, we're, going to, we're going to be careful with him, and we're going to hold him out for a little bit. All right, once again, that is head coach Ron Rivera from Wednesday's press conference after Wednesday's practice. So you get a little information there on Alex Smith. That was my question in terms of where he's improved. Uh, also, you heard about potential you know, COVID protocols and everything's kind of changing around the league uh, and everybody will be in intensive protocols uh, next week. So what Ron explained there is basically going to be the um, the reality, quite honestly, for every NFL team moving forward for the rest of this year. Coming up next, Scott Turner, offensive coordinator of a unit that is all up and down. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. All right, once again, I'm Chris Russell for our friends at Built Bar. That's right. You want a caramel brownie Built Bar today, don't you? Tell me. Don't lie. You do. I can tell. Or maybe it's an apple almond crisp or cookies and cream. Those are just three of the new flavors that Built Bar has to offer. Six new flavors total, plus their 12 original flavors, nut and nut-free varieties. If you like peanut butter like I do, I'm a big, 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 big peanut butter fan, they have one of those in their 12 original flavors, or double chocolate or salted caramel, like salted caramel as milk. How about peanut butter brownie you kind of combine everything all into one they're soft easy to chew covered in 100 chocolate and they're great for you low calorie low sugar high protein high fiber great for any diet built bar man the way to go for a meal replacement for dessert whatever you need breakfast whatever you want go to builtbar.com and use the promo code locked on and you'll get 20 percent off your next order use the promo code locked on for 20 percent off at BuiltBar.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, we finish up the Locked On Washington football team podcast with offensive coordinator Scott Turner, courtesy of WashingtonFootball.com. Hey, Scott. What did you think of Alex's game? Uh, I thought Alex played really well, you know, um, obviously, uh, you know, he hit some career high marks, which I wasn't even aware of, uh, until way after the game, but uh, I thought he did a great job of distributing the ball. Um, you know, really got a lot of people involved. I think it's a pretty, uh, it's pretty unique. You get seven guys, uh, with four catches or more, obviously eight players had catches, nine guys had targets. Um, so just distributing the ball, um, was good. And then obviously the production that came from that. Is there something about this offense that you think that maybe allows them to be more comfortable running it? Um, I don't know. You know, I'm, I, I can't, I can't tell you that uh, because just because, you know, with my experience with Alex, just it's been him running this offense. I think um, the, what I, what I will say is, um, you know, he knows where people are and he knows where to get the ball out to. And uh, he's, he's a really, really smart guy. Um, he understands what defenses are trying to do. And, uh, you know, that helps the, the offensive line. Um, that helps our guys, you know, with getting yards after catch. The quicker you get it to them, the more they can get upfield. Uh, it just helps our offense run smooth. Hey, Scott. Uh, the running game didn't really get going in Detroit too well, but you did hit a lot of short passes to J.D. and a couple other players. Do you view those plays as an extension of your running game and maybe not get caught up so much in just the strictly rushing stats? Yeah, I mean, I, I really – I don't really get caught up in stats a lot um, just in general, as far as like whether it's rushing or passing to me, they're all plays uh, and we want to just be able to move the football. Um, but yes, yet the answer to your question is yes. I mean, some of those short passes um, are an extension of our running game. Um, you know, we use the backs obviously uh, in the pass game, whether it's out of the backfield or split out and those, you know, those types of completions, um, those high percentage completions, you know, it's just like hand the ball off to a guy. So, yeah, that's part of it. Um, you know, I think that, you know, with the, the running stuff, we, we had 26 carries. Uh, you know, obviously we had 91 plays, so – or 83 plays, I guess, counted. But we had 26 carries, um, which, you know, is a decent amount. Uh, but, yeah, we threw the ball a lot. But a lot of that was just circumstance, you know. Now, we were able to move the ball in the first half. We just need to finish drives better. Hey, Scott, um, you guys obviously are using Logan Thomas a ton, but less so your other tight end. And I know sometimes that can just be game plan or, or other circumstances. Um, what, do you, what do you think ultimately this group needs more out of, out of the tight end position to help for your offense to sort of go to another level? And maybe it's not, maybe that's more of an offseason thing. What do you think is sort of the next thing for to sort of round out that group? I mean, I, I don't know. I think we're getting good production. Um, obviously, yeah, Logan played the majority of the snaps, uh, and that's, and, it's really just because he's stepped up and taken charge of that role, you know. And I think, you know, you look at him and uh, what he was able to do. He had, I think, what, he had four catches, 66 yards. And he did – he probably had his best game as a blocker, you know. Uh, the steps he's making every week are impressive. Um, and, you know, sometimes the tight end's going to get more than others. Uh, that's the nature of, you know, football. You know, if you're taking one thing away, we'd like to pick it up from another group. 
but I think the group in general just needs to continue to develop and then, you know, we'll evaluate it uh, as that kind of the broader spectrum uh, after the season. Hi, Scott. Um, I know there have been a number of factors at play um, for the first half and kind of the difference in the second half. Um, but in your mind, what is the biggest thing to getting off to a faster start um, in a lot of these games? I mean, there's so many things you can look at. I mean, if you look at the last four games, because, uh, you know, we, you know, you want to score. It's very important to take a lead in the NFL. You know, you talk about win probability and all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, getting a lead helps your chances to win. It's pretty simple. Um, you know, the last four games, you know, in particular, uh, you go back to the first Giants game, you know, we our drive stalled. Uh, we had a field goal attempt. You know, you're not going to make all those. Okay. Uh, the next game against the Cowboys, you know, we didn't get it on fourth and inches. The negative is obviously we didn't score. Um, but, you know, we their offense had to start from the, their own one, and they end up getting a safety. Uh, the next game, you know, we had a 21-yard gain, um, and we fumbled. Got to protect the ball. And then this past game, we just took two negative plays. One was, you know, I, I – took a chance, called a reverse, you know, they did a nice job playing it. Um, and then we took a sack. So, you know, like this last game, I think we started pretty fast. We had a couple, we had a 22 yard game. We had a 19 yard gain, had a couple decent runs. Uh, and then we just had some negative plays. Um, it's not just starting the drives, but then just finishing, you know, we got to finish um, and we got to put our team in a better situation and by getting a lead early and not, and not having to try to fight and come back. And do you script anything going into games for like the first few plays, first 15 plays or whatever? Yeah, we do. We kind of have a general script more for so like first and second down thoughts. And then we have like our top thoughts for different situations. Um, yeah. So that's, that's something that we'll, we'll do. Hey Scott. Um, I know you guys weren't here obviously, but from whatever you knew of Alex two years ago or around the injury, and now what you know and what you've seen the last couple of games, how do you think maybe he's improved as a quarterback uh, over time, assuming that you feel that way, uh, especially, again, with the data that you now have coaching him every day? Yeah, I don't know if he's improved um, from, you know, I mean, he's had, he had a, he's had a hell of a career, you know, and, uh, you know, really had a couple, you know, really good years. Um, in San Francisco, had a few, you know, had some good years in Kansas City. And then obviously when he got hurt, uh, they were, you know, I think they were, what, six and two at the time here. Um, and, you know, we had played them when we were in Carolina and they beat us uh, here in a close game. Um, so, you know, he's played really well. I think he's, um, I think this injury, I think anytime you have time away from the game, it's time for self-reflection, uh, time to really think, hey, if I, you know, when I come back, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that or whatever. And, um I think you've seen him get better, you know, obviously the, the three games that he's played in um, this past week, I think being his best performance um, for a couple of reasons. One, he prepared as a starter all week. Uh, and then the other one, just the comfort level of, of being back and, you know, uh, just, you know, getting back, knocking that, you know, knocking that rust off and being ready to play. All right, once again, thanks to Scott Turner, uh, part of his press conference from Wednesday with local reporters. Thanks to WashingtonFootball.com, as well, thanks to our sponsors today, Pepsi, as well, Echelon, uh, and Built Bar. We thank you for being a part of the show and for listening and for downloading and for sharing and for spreading the good word and for keep coming back. Now more than ever, we need you, baby. Uh, can't do anything to improve the football team, uh, but we can uh, we can all kind of 
suffer and commiserate together, right? Crossover Thursday coming up with the guys from Locked On Bengals on the next episode and then much more coverage throughout the week and into the weekend as the Washington football team gets ready for the Cincinnati Bengals. Thanks for being with us. Adios. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL Draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.